Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everybody, on this week of Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Put your hand up in the air if you're going, really? How did it get here so quickly? I I don't know. I, I can't answer that myself. But I am really delighted. I'm actually having a return guest that was with me a little over a year ago, and I would like to welcome back Mitchell Levy to the show. Welcome to the show, Mitchell. Great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's my pleasure. I I like what you stand for. I like who you are as a human, and I like what it is that you that you provide to others. And I think that people will really get a lot out of this, regardless of whether they're actually a business owner or not. We're going to be talking a lot about credibility because you are known as the global credibility expert. And I thought before we start talking about the topic, for those people that may have missed our show um, before, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and all that good stuff about you? Oh, sure, of course. So I've lived in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I've been happily married for 33, or I always get that number right or wrong. <laughs> Hopefully my wife's not around watching. Oh, yeah, um, that's funny. The, uh, I've started 20 companies in Silicon Valley. I have sat on the board of a NASDAQ firm. Um, I've also had the, the pleasure of starting four executive business programs at Silicon Valley universities. I have run four CEO networking groups for a decade. And at the moment, there are two things that, are, that I'm really passionate about. I do have a book publishing company. We have published over 750 books. And uh, I'm running a community that's focused on credibility, which uh, we're going to talk about today. We sure are. Wow. Well, I, don't, I think that this is really great. The, you didn't get to this position without a great deal of experience, which makes you credible. And that will be a word that we will talk about a lot today. And I'm certain at some point I'm going to talk about how incredible I think you are. But let I think, I think that it's because I, I happen to believe that. Um, so, but let's start. I think I do. But I think what's so important, and I and I feel the same need, regardless of who my guest is each week, and that's the glossary, because what words mean to you, and in in your in your realm, might not make may, maybe somebody else is not familiar with what that means, and I have found that to be very much the case with just about every guest I've ever had. So I'd like to start off with definitions, and let's start off with defining what credibility means to you. Well, actually, it, it's the perfect thing to do with, with any guest or any community, because what's fascinating is we need to have a common language. 
And in cases where words have been used in, to mean multiple things, it's important to understand that. That's what helps one get credibility is if you're actually speaking the same language, and I'm not talking about uh, English or French or German, but you're actually saying the same things. So I, I ended up interviewing 500 thought leaders. And in doing that, I, the goal was focused on just allowing me to understand, to do the research, come up with insight. And I was absolutely surprised at what I came up with because the definition in the dictionary is only one-third accurate. So let me hmm. share with you if, you, if you read the dictionary today, what it will say is credibility is the quality in which one is trusted. Now, that stems back from the Latin word credir, and so what they've done is the extension of that is credir, like creditor, so you're trusted for somebody to lend you money, or credibility, you, you have the trust to do what you say you're going to do. But let me tell you what came out of the interviews. What happens is trust is important. If you're going to do business or have a relationship with anyone else, by definition, trust is, is the most important thing. But there are two other elements that are equally as powerful. And one is you want to know, you have to know the person that you're interacting with, and that doesn't mean you know of them. That means that you know they have the right intent and commitment to do the right thing, that they're servant leaders, you know, that, that they are the types of people you want to do business with because they also have internal integrity. So it's important that you trust somebody, that you know them, and in today's world, and I'm glad you set it up front, that you also like them. Because, you know, what's interesting is when you get introduced to somebody, by definition, someone, someone is passing along the trust. But before you decide to put them on, on the air with you, Marsha, you're mm -hmm. going to get to know them a little bit better, and you have to decide if you like them, because if you didn't like them, it doesn't matter if you trust them or you know they're going the right direction. If you didn't like them, you wouldn't have them on the air. Is that correct? You know, I never thought about that to be honest with you, because I haven't really come across somebody I haven't liked. So I suppose, you know, I, I, that's so fascinating to even think about that because I had never really considered that before. But I guess likability is, like you said, that's, that's equally as, empower, as empowering as trust. Is that, what you, is that what I've understood you to say? Absolutely. Well, in today's world, everyone has a camera. Everyone has a microphone. So your competition, whether it's business competition or partner competition, your competition's around the world. And so, yes, you, you, you have to trust that, that they can do what you, that they say they're going to do. You have to know that they, they've got the right attitude and approach to do it. And, yes, you have to like them. Otherwise, why would you, why would you enter, enter into an exchange in the first place? You're so right about that, and I don't know if you're like this, but because I am, uh, there used to be a toy out when my kids were small called Chatty Cathy, and I sometimes refer to myself as a Chatty Cathy. Um, I am a Chatty Cathy, and whether I'm walking up to my local market because I need a little bit of exercise or not, I'm not just getting something happening with my feet and picking up that avocado and a lemon. 
I'm also talking to somebody that's also walking on the street, whether it's with their dog, they're pushing a stroller, they're just exercising, whatever. I find that for me, I find the positive in people. So I actually find most people to be very likable. And and I guess I haven't really, I need to really ponder on, have I met people that it's like, oh, God, are you kidding? I don't know that I've met people like that. Maybe we get what we mm. give. That could be really, that could be really true. And so when you, when you're talking to people, what, what's your intent when you talk to them? I mean, what are you looking for? That's that's a great question, and I'm going to appreciate this show with you because I have a feeling that we're going to be bouncing back questions to one another. I guess my first intent, depending upon where I'm located, which would be in my community that I have lived in my entire life. So if you're walking and you've got this um, cute little Frenchie dog and a little kid in your stroller, my intention is to say hello. And then you're going to say hello back to me. And then I'm going to say, do you live on this street? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. I said, oh, really? I lived two blocks um, just west of you. How long, how long have you lived here? Blah, blah, blah. It's like the interrogation is my mother, my, my mother, my daughter would say. But my intention is to get to know you. you know, the mom and pop has had a song like that. I want to get to know you. Yes, I do. I want to get to know you. Why? Because my tagline that's been in place, and I thought about this, I started blogging before I started actually hosting. So my, my brand started over eight years ago. And that conversations plus connections equals community, that's me. What's your story follows that. But when I start talking to people, I find out, well, what do we have in common? I'm interested. You know, have you lived here long? I used to work at the Y. You have a little kid. Have you ever gone up to the Y? So, I, you know, it's, I guess my intention is to just get to know somebody with no other um, ulterior motive, like, and what can you do for me? I don't think that way. I don't think I want to get to know you because can you do something for me? I want to get to know you because I want to get to know you. Does that answer your question? So it does really well. So let me let me finish the definition of credibility. Yes. If I'm going to summarize, it's a quality which people trust, know, and like you. Now, on the trust side, uh, we didn't do. I'll just go into the details, but do them really fast. Certainly. It's important that there are four four skill sets there. It's important that people can see your in, your authenticity, your external integrity, your vulnerability and that you're comfortable in every situation. That's what trust means. We talked a little bit about being able to know you, and that is being a servant leader, having the intent and commitment to do the right thing, and then sharing your, your uh, internal integrity. And then and on being likable, there are two elements, and I'll, I'll cover that, but we'll, we'll cover that a little bit later, but it's sharing your stage, and showing respect by showing up when you show up. Now, let me tell you how you answered the question when I said, what's your intent? So first, if you're randomly going up to somebody, particularly if they're walking with their daughter, you know, or their son mm-hmm. in a stroller, 
you know, they're like, ooh, is this person bad in one way or another, right? Mm. Or does this person want to sell me something in one way or the mm. other? And your approach is pretty, pretty straightforward. And you, you have the intent and commitment to do the right thing, right? You have the intent and commitment. Yes. It comes across very quickly that you're just part of the neighborhood and you want to establish yourself as a fellow community member. Correct. Right? So, so they, 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 they don't necessarily immediately trust you, but you, they make you feel more comfortable. They get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then through the conversation, they get to decide if they like you. Well, guess what? They may not ask you to watch their kid, you know, Saturday night when they need to go out. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but when they see you again or they check up on you, they they'll you have the credibility because you've started building that with the right intention. I think that makes totals, um, and and so building with the right con- intention, um, you I would like to think um, doesn't come across anything but authentic and not phony. Like, hi, how are you? Um, I, here, I would like to sell you something, as opposed to, I've seen you in I've seen you in the market before. It's, it's what is your name? You know, um, I'm Marsha. You know, and and I guess you know I I would say this to you, and just to, to respond to what you said, when you are as outgoing as I tend to be, all right, I can also um, feel when somebody is going, please. I'm really I'm trying to get my exercise in. Nice to meet you, but I got to keep moving. I can I can recognize that in people. I can see if somebody is throwing that meter up. So I'd like to think that I am intuitive, and I think intuition is probably an important part of this as well. Would you agree? Oh, I would say in any conversation. Uh, it, 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 in order to make sure that the person who's there wants to be there is important. And that, mm-hmm. that definitely comes from your intuition, of course. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, I, I like what you said about credibility, and I think that everybody, I think what's so great about all of my guests, Mitchell, you, anyone else that joins me, we are talking about what this means through your, through your lens, through your eyes. And and you are an expert, and I would like people to know that you have a wonderful website where you can just go to credibilitynation.com and you can see a lot of what we're going to be talking about today because you, you've put it in writing for people to digest on their own level. But um, you, you, have, you have some really interesting things on your website and i thought that it would be fun kind of fun to talk about some of these other c words one being cred dust which i thought we could talk about first and then we'll talk about cred crud so tell us about what cred crust means and how do you define that um so cred you put two together cred crust i don't think i've got that one but we do have cred dust <laughs> so okay, you know what 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 ended up happening is one of the one of the five hundred I interviewed was David Meerman Scott. David okay. David's one of the opening acts for Tony Robbins when when Tony does his thing. David invented the word uh, called newsjacking, uh, which many people hmm. many marketers around the world actually use. All right. And so in the green room with with David, I go, Hey David, 
you know, what do I do? I want to get I want to get this brand credibility out there. I think it's important. And one of the things we hadn't talked about is I, I did do a a TED talk, and so I just we'll, we'll put in the title here. I did a TEDx called "We're Losing Our Humanity," and I'm tired of watching it happen. And so the important mm-hmm. part about credibility is if we want to be more humane to each other, just take the the nature of the conversation that Marsha and I had at the beginning. If you want to be more humane to, to one another, let's just be credible. It really is that simple. All right, so yeah. I'm talking to David, and mm-hmm. I said, David, what do I do? Um, I need to get the brand out there. I just there, it's The definition is much more robust than the dictionary. And, and you know what? It's really we just acted credible. We'd be, we would just be more humane to each other. He says, Mitchell, Mitchell, invent a word. And I go, cred dust. <laughs> and, like, I mean, immediately. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you why I did that, but I'll finish the story first. He goes, no, 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 Mitchell, it took me about six months for me to come up with newsjacking, and, and you get some time to think about it. I said, no, no, David, this is really the word. I just don't know if it's 1D or 2. So, by the way, if you went to cred dust, C-R-E-D with 1D, U-S-T dot com, you'll see the definition. And the reason it was so fast for me to articulate that, it's one of the attributes that many of the successful thought leaders were actually doing. So I'll give you the definition. It is the sparkle, the magic that happens when you share somebody else's ideas, thoughts, and actions. Marsha, right now you're sprinkling cred dust all over me, (laughs) right? You have a show to share cred dust of those people who you interview. And, you know, everybody wins. Your audience wins because they get to to meet and learn somebody else. You win personally because you're seen as somebody who's bringing good-natured people to the world, and it feels good internally. And the person you're sharing also wins because they get shared among an audience that they don't normally talk to, right? So, so cred dust is one of those things. It's if you, by the way, you want to be more likable in the world, um, start sharing other people's cred dust. That's cool. Now, now that was cred. That was cred dust. We we hadn't talked about. So you put two together. Let's let's talk about cred crud for a second. <laughs> Now, what happens is we all have cred crud. So this is C-R-E-D-C-R-U-D. Once again, if you went to credcrud.com, you could see a, 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 di- a dictionary definition. It's how, to, how it's pronounced. There's a video and, and, a, and a description that, uh, that talks about it. In essence, cred crud are those tiny things you do to hurt your credibility. And they could be minor enough that any one thing doesn't hurt your credibility, but you keep piling those on and you end up hurting your credibility. I'll give you a couple of examples of those. They could be like a bad copyright at the bottom of a website. It could be having a LinkedIn profile with a picture that's more than 10 years old. Um, it could be, and just fill in the bank, uh, if you're a publisher and you have incorrect spelling of some of your words, right? It's, it, uh, think of it the same way when you go to the dentist. If you go to the dentist 
and you have plaque, you're not guaranteed that you have cavities. But the more plaque you have in your teeth, the better chance you have cavities. The more cred crud you have in your life, the better chance that you're not going to be looked at as someone who's credible. I love that example. That's, you know, I'm a, I'm, I, as I listen to people speak, I am drawing mental pictures in my mind. And that example, plaque, as you said, and um, building up, and maybe it won't result in anything, but maybe it will. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's an, in, and it's, and it is kind of cruddy, kind of think about it. Um, so I can see where the the more you become less credible, really, in many ways, the more you become less trustworthy, and then people are wondering, well, if this is inaccurate, well. How do I know that that's accurate? And well, well, I frankly, right? Am I right about that? I was going to give, yeah, I was going to give you a direct example. So, so Perfect. because I'm in the publisher space, so I'm in the publisher space, and so let's say I am. Go, and you've heard people use this excuse all the time, the cobbler's shoes excuse, right? The cobbler doesn't have have shoes for his kids because he's worried about putting shoes on all of his clients. So, so you go to a publisher's website, and you go to the bottom of the web, web page, and it, the copyright happens to be two to three years old, or it's not done properly. That's cred crud. By the way, as a publisher, that's enough. <laughs> okay. But what about mm-hmm. if they have spelling mistakes in, in, in their web pages and what they're doing? What happens if they have pictures which are old? Right? You start looking at that, and you go, wait a second. If you treat yourself like that, how are you going to treat me? Right, you start losing. The, you, you're, it's the the first thing that happens in the trust category is do you trust that the person that you're going to interact with is who they say they are, and that they can do what they what they what they say they will do. What happens, and by the way, Craig Craig really affects us that it affects us it affects the trust. After that, it's it's when you get to know them is do they have a, like if you ask for something to get done and it gets done, but are they doing it because they have the right intent and commitment to do the right thing? Or are they just the wool over your eyes and giving you what you want just because you asked for it? Because a lot of times, by the way, when I go to an expert, I may not know exactly what I want. So I don't want the expert to listen to what I, if I go to an accountant right, or lawyer, I don't want them to tell me what I want to hear. I want them to tell me what is right. So I need to have the right, they have to have the right intent, the intent and commitment to actually deliver what's right and best for me, not necessarily what's right and best for their pocketbook so they can make more money by having more hours billed for me. Does that make sense? It does. It, it it absolutely does, and 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 you know what what occurs to me as you're saying that is, and then word of mouth happens. Oh my God, I have the best accountant. Oh my God, I have the best um, estate a, a attorney. Oh my God, what, whatever that might be. And it's like, really, why do you say that? Then you go to a, a description of why that is, and that credibility then gets passed because now you trust me, and and so I'm telling you, and so now you're going to that to that. Um, trusted um, professional 
whether, like you say, you're a publisher or you're that attorney or you're that accountant, um, and you're getting, you already go with the understanding that you're going to get honest, complete, reliable information that's credible. Did, did I get that right? You, uh, absolutely. And this is what's really interesting. If you're in a service profession, what happens is the word of mouth marketing becomes more and more important. And depending on what age you are, word of mouth marketing could be those people who are, we'll just say 40 and above, it really comes down to you go to your friends, you go to your network. Potentially 40 or below, they're going to online tools. They care more about the ratings. You know, they care more about the, the average of all of their buddies, that, that their online buddies, which they may or may not know, right? And so the word of mouth marketing is terribly important. And depending on the age group, it's a different set of marketing that you need to, that you need to focus on. That makes a lot of sense, and I would agree with you. Um, it does have a lot to do with age. And then let's not forget where we are technically today that we weren't two years ago because now from the comfort of our own homes, take a Zoom call, and you can specifically look at this person while you're having this conversation and allowing your mind to also you know, determine what you're taking in as this person is speaking which, um, you know, there was a time that we would not have been able to do something like that. And I think that that's probably really helped a lot of people. Maybe it's hurt others. I don't, I don't know. But I know for me it certainly has been um, a wonderful tool that's new for me in this last, you know, going on two years. I, I want to ask you, uh, when you say that credibility starts with clarity and without clarity you're not Credible. So there's some more C words, and we're going to be coming across a few more as we speak today. So let's talk about how you would define clarity to understand what that means. You know, let me. We'll start with an example. All right. You ever been to a business? Uh, you ever been to a business meeting? And okay. you've got 20 people in the room, or 40 people in the room, and everyone is given. 30 seconds to stand up and introduce themselves. Yep. And you've got inevitably that person who takes two or three minutes and you have no idea what they said. Or everyone starts off in that. I've been to these meetings where everyone starts off in the same way. I'm a speaker, author, consultant, international best-selling author. And by the time they've used their 30 seconds, they've said the same thing everyone else has said. And I have had no idea who they are and what, what distinguishes them. Does that sound familiar to you? You've been part it of those does. meetings before? Mm-hmm. All right. So clarity is being able to articulate in three seconds who you serve and the pain point you address. So I use those words exactly, and it doesn't have to be pain point. It could be who you serve and the pleasure point you, you address. It's basically the way I think about clarity is having an opportunity to take, and, and by the way, we don't talk about this in the world, in the business world today, we don't really talk about this. It is to take your purpose. It is to be able to live by your purpose and be able to articulate your purpose in three seconds. 
So here's what I think about when I'm, when I'm thinking about why is that so important. When you go and meet somebody, so we'll use the example. You're, you, you, you meet a neighbor who's strolling with a dog mm-hmm. and a kid. If you could somewhere in that first five minutes be able to articulate who what your purpose is, who you are in your life, they get to decide really quickly whether or not you are, and, and let's fill in the blank, you're either somebody, and, and actually, you know what, let me, not use the, let me not use the kid in the stroller example because I don't think this one's going to work as well. Let's go back to that networking meeting. Okay. You've got 20 people or 40 people who are, who are basically standing up, and, and let's say they all do give their 30-second ele- elevator pitch. You're taking notes ferociously. You're writing down a person's name, and you're making a decision when you hear somebody talk whether or not they are A, someone who may actually provide a service I'm interested in, B, there's somebody who provides a service that I need to recommend to somebody else, or C, I don't see value in their service today. Hmm. So imagine if somebody says to you, who are you and what you do, and instead of giving that standard elevator pitch or your value proposition, which typically starts with, well, I do this or we do that, Instead of doing that, you created a series of words, 10 words or less, where what happens is you're presenting a playground. You're presenting the playground in which you play in, and they get to decide whether or not they personally want to step in that playground or they want to recommend you to somebody else to play in your playground. And so let me, let me give you mine. Yes. Uh, oh, I have a big – I have a – yeah, I have a big one. I call it a CPOP, a customer point of pain. And, and my bigger CPOP is humans that want to be seen as credible. Now, I have to tell you, I love that. But there are a couple different reasons why I can't use that today. So let me be, let me be more specific of the one that I use on a day-to-day basis. And it's simply four words. Businesses that feel invisible. Businesses that say that once more time, more time. Oh, businesses that feel invisible. That feel invisible. Wow. That just so, would make anybody curious to know. Gee, well, I kind of like to know more about that, right? So perfect. Thank you. That that. By the way, we did not rehearse this. No, That's we did exactly, not. I didn't know you were going to say that. So, Marsha, mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. It's one of those things that you go, well, hey, Mitchell, maybe I could use your service. Or, you know, I run into so many guests or people that I interact with. I want to know more so I have an opportunity to present you to others, going back to the word of mouth marketing. What happens if I could say that in the first three to five seconds of the conversation, I could determine right away whether or not you want to know more. And if you ask me, Tell me more. You're now giving me permission to give you my value proposition, to give you my 30-second test. But if you said to me, hey, Mitchell, what do you do? And the first thing I say is I do this or we do that. You know, even though you asked, if you present it that way, you're going to feel to some people a little bit slimy. To some people, they have salespeople blockers, just like there are ad blockers on web pages. 
there are people who have salespeople blockers, and as soon as they feel like they're being sold to, they turn off the next 30 seconds. They don't hear anything. That's interesting. That's, that's really interesting, and I'm trying, as I'm hearing you say that, I'm applying some of those lessons to myself. And so if somebody now, granted, you have to know your audience, the first thing I'm not the first thing that I'm not going to say to this woman who's walking her kid in my neighborhood with her dog because we're not at a business meeting the, the climate is different um, but if I was if, uh, we, we do a lot of um, things in, um, cha- in the Chamber of Commerce I'm very active in my Chamber of Commerce and if I was to say that pitch and I was to say conversations plus connections equals community what's your story is that is that what we're talking about or did what's your story does that make it just a little bit too long we should work we should work on <laughs> yours is going to be interesting and and, and uh-huh. there, there might be an opportunity for us to work a little bit on yours, it's okay. what's uniquely fascinating about you is your particular position and where you are in life, right? Yes. And and so the the I I would think we could come up with something that you could say to the woman who's pushing the pushing a child because you know what this could be partly what she does and she could have a robust business at home or she could have a a significant other at home who when you say something, she'll say, hey, that's something I'm interested in or that's something I need to share with my significant other. Well, trust me, in the time we spent speaking, I know that she's a stay-at-home mom, but she used to be a dental assistant. I know her husband is in the marketing world. I, you know, I, you know I, I learned the age of her child. I know that she has two other children. I mean, I learned a lot from her, but that's because I continued nice. the conversation, not because I said, well, you've got to get going and, you know, whatever. I, I, I think that um, I was able to continue the conversation because I was generally interested. And I said, you know, I've written for a local magazine. Perhaps you've read it. It's called What's Your Story, Westchester. She said, oh, I love you what you, I love what you write in those, in those magazine, that magazine each month. So <laughs> it was lovely. And, nice. But, I, but this was not anything other than I'd like to get to know you, just like that song, as opposed to I'd like to get to know you because you need to know me. I'd like to get mm. to know you because I want to know you. Maybe, maybe you live next door to somebody that I've known my whole life. You know, I, it, it, so I have to de- de- depend. I, I guess I craft that about who I'm speaking to would determine that. Um, just like if I was at a rotary event or a chamber event, you know, that is a little bit more not so social when you want to just be able to, to do your pitch and what you said is three to four seconds so that somebody at least understands, you know, something about you without having to go into a whole dissertation, which I think is your point. I, I have a question for you, I guess. It's, it's okay. The, when we'll do, we'll do, let's take two scenarios. So first we'll All take right. the mom that you met. So okay. what, what was your, your – you sort of mentioned it before, but how, how would you summarize – what was your intent when you, when you started talking with her? What were you thinking about? 
Hi, neighbor. I'm your neighbor. Do you live around here? It's nice to meet you. No, 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 no. You're 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 walking through what you did. I'm asking you oh. what what were you think? Uh, not what you did, but I was kind of thinking, what was your intent? What did you want to say hello? You just wanted to, from, yeah, say hello. That's when it. You I maybe just wanted get to, to say hello. Right. I just wanted to say okay. hello to a neighbor with without any other mindset other than hi. Hi, it's really nice. Oh, your dog is so cute. Oh, and you got a little kid in there too. Oh, so that's cute. What? Let me ask you this question: Do you did you have it, a feeling for what you wanted her to come away with? No. Other than to know that I'm her neighbor. Yeah. Well, I I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna question that a little bit because I okay. I don't mean it like you. Like what do they what do they mean about Marsha? What do they you know what does she does she want to read your stuff or join the chamber? But I'm thinking that mm-hmm. when you're done having a conversation with somebody, you would like them to feel a little bit better about themselves. I think more than that, because I have lived my entire life in this community, probably part of my intention is. If you're new here, you know, I just want to welcome you to this community. I probably I probably said, you know, have you lived here long? I probably said something like that. I don't recall if I did. That's not an uncommon question for me to ask a total stranger. Um, but I think that I, th- I see myself as the welcoming committee to this community, maybe because I am the, that honorary mayor here. But I just see myself as someone that can be resourceful. If you if you're new here, you know, uh, and you and you have some questions about this community, I would love to tell you about my experience here. I guess, I guess that would be my intention. But I don't start off nice. saying I don't start off with that. I get does that does that answer your question? Oh no, no. Yeah, no, I'm not. That was not my question. Was what do you start off with? I, that was you. You answered it properly. So. So if it's if, if somebody is relatively new, what is it that what is it that you would like them to feel like when they finish this interaction and they go home and they tell their their significant other? Or, you know, what what are they going to say? I would I would this is what I would hope they would say. You know, honey, I was out walking the dog today and I met the nicest lady. She just lives a few blocks over. In fact, you remember that those articles in the in the cat in that magazine? She's the lady that writes about that. She was so nice. It was really nice to meet her. Period. Hmm. Okay, so that's and that's would, my honest response to that. Oh no, I got it. That's exactly the case. Now how would you feel? How would I feel? No, how would she feel? I think she would feel like it's that's just another great reason why I love living in this community because people are so nice. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I would think. Got it. I like it. Am I am I on track? <laughs> oh, there's no right or wrong on these sort okay. of questions of what you're doing. Okay, you know, good to what, know that the, too. The hmm. the. This is part of what what I do when I talk to people, and I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate a CPOP for you. And there's a piece of me, this word called neighborly, that that belongs in your CPOP somewhere. 
I, let me stop you just for a minute, Mitchell, because that's another one of those C words, and you've used the word C-pop, and I think that that needs to be defined so as people are listening, they're not thinking it's some kind of cereal. So what does C-pop stand for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, so, we're that age, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. No problem. Um, so C-pop stands for customer-reported pain or customer point of pleasure. It, it is the way in which one can express in clarity on their purpose. So the, the short thing is and we, what, what's come out of the interviews is allowing people to fully articulate their purpose in 10 words or less, to fully articulate. And the, and the approach to that is through this word called CPOP, customer pain. And, you know, for those people who join Credibility Nation, one of the things we have is a, it's a half-hour course on how to, how to actually come up with your CPOP, how to actually articulate your purpose in 10 words or less. And the reason why that's important is when you look at somebody's website or their LinkedIn profile, when you look at your website, your LinkedIn profile, is it clear that the person who doesn't know you and they get to see how you show up when you're not in the room, do they get to know exactly who you are? Do they get to see your purpose? And I'd say in 99% of LinkedIn profiles, the answer is no. And so in most web presences, they can't really see that. So CPOP is a, I'm going to give you another word. I'm going to give you the verb of CPOP. So CPOP is the actual way you can go about expressing your purpose. CPOPing, CPOPing is aligning your purpose both on and offline, so that when you actually talk to people, you actually get to feel that you know who they are, that, that they're credible because you trust them, know them, and like them. And, and C-popping is, is actually making sure that you're consistently, that you're getting rid of the cred in your life and that you're consistently following through with, with your purpose and it's articulated consistently whether or not you're in person or they're seeing you uh, online. You, I want to ask a, a clear, I, and I want to ask a clarifying question as I'm taking a million notes right here. Too bad I don't have somebody sitting next to me doing that. Would be something to consider. Um, and that is, did I understand you to say that it is the? Um, I'm looking at the word, the first C, which is I'm trying to is. The customer, is that the first word? Yes. Okay, so the customer. So the customer is what the first C stands for. The next P stands for point. The next Mm -hmm. letter O stands for of. But did I understand you to say, so it's the customer point of pain or pleasure. It could be one or the other when you talk about a C-pop? Yep. Yes. Got it. So I see. It depends. Just, you know, it depends on the person. It depends on this person in this situation of whether or not it really is a pain point. Uh, For instance, when I say businesses that feel invisible, that's a pain point. When I say humans that want to be seen as credible, that's both a pain point and also an aspiration point at the same time. And okay. so it really depends on the situation. In your case, I believe it would be more of a pleasure point. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I, 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 
Um, the only pain I have in what I do, frankly, and anybody that knows me personally, and sometimes that's my guess when the shows are over, my pain point is technology. I, I don't have a team. I am the one that's using WordPress. I am the one that's trying to write a credible blog that that is seen to be written accurately, properly, grammatically correct. And what might be something simple for one might not be as simple for somebody else. But I have I do all of that myself. And so um, I there's some I would say that if there was more pain than pleasure, I wouldn't keep doing this. What would be the point? There is definitely more pleasure than pain without question for me personally on what I do. And if it was if it was 50-50, that would not be good enough. It can't be just as painful as it is pleasurable. That, to me, would not be a win-win for me. So for me, I have to feel that pleasure. And if, sure, if there's some, you know, website issues or some technology issues, a website crashed a couple months ago, it's like, my God, I don't know how to fix that. You know, fortunately for me, I have a webmaster. But... You know, they're, they're, but I don't think I'm unique. Nobody lives in this fantasy where nothing, that there aren't, you know, hiccups along the way. So I don't, I don't take that personal. Um, but I do think that what you talk about and see popping, and so t- see popping to once again, if you will just redefine that for me one more time as I write that down, what see popping means, that it's on and offline, that you are consistently following through. Yeah, so basically it's aligning your purpose on and offline. Knowing your purpose. I sometimes use the word know. Well, first you have to know your purpose That's and, and articulate it. That's your CPOP. And then align your purpose is CPOP. And, well, I'm sorry, that you slipped out. And then the third part was after you've articulated, what's the third thing you said? Oh, align, aligning. Aligning, got it. Aligning, you have to align aligning with your, purpose. your purpose. Got because it. Because if you're if you're not aligned, guess what? You have your cred cred. Yeah, that's right. That's so interesting. You know, all of a sudden the time's going to be up, and there's something that I really wanted to spend some time talking about because I think it's so cool, and that is um, mm. this big event that you have coming up. And I thought we could spend some time really talking about this five-day challenge. So why don't you tell our listeners what, what's coming up for you, Mitchell? I love that. And you were, by the way, you were concerned that we only got through like three or four of the questions. <laughs> and you said, oh, I Mitchell, it's like seven questions. And you go, Mitchell, we're, we're, you know, we don't have enough right. here. We'll need more questions. Right. I like mushroom. It's really the way you and I talk. Not a problem, yes. right? So yes, indeed. You're so you're so sweet. So okay. <laughs> so <laughs> and by the way, I'm so close on your CPOP. We'll either get it here, um, or I'll follow through with you, and we'll, we'll talk about that further. Tremendous. So that can be your gift to me. Yes, sir. I would love to. I'd love to. So what's important is first, can you articulate, you get in front of a group of people, can you say, can you paint the the playground in three to four seconds of, of that, of the types of people that belong in the playground? That's your, that's your CPOP. What the five day challenge is, it's called being seen as credible. And what the five day challenge does, it actually helps you. And since we used and introduced the word CPOPing, it actually allows you 
to go on a seed popping journey. So what it does on day one, it'll say, so typically when people sign up, I encourage them to take the CPOP course first. It's a half-hour course. It'll help you articulate your purpose in 10 words or less. And on day one, we're going to cover what happens when people research you. So what do they see? What's important? What's not important? What are some ways to fix some of the things that are broken? So that's, important. that's an important thing to do. The second thing is what happens when people social media you. So I call social media-ing you. And on the social media-ing you, what's, what's fascinating there, and, and we were going to spend time going through your LinkedIn profile, um, I do that as part of the five-day challenge. I give people a, an idea because I've looked at over 100,000 LinkedIn profiles, I give people an idea of what makes a compelling profile from a credible, credibility perspective. On the third day, we focus on endorsing you. And that is, you know, whatever business, whatever service you're in, if you have satisfied clients, by the way, just being a good neighbor and, ha- and helping other people, when, when somebody gives you a thank you, oh, my God, that was amazing, well, it's one format they may give you that maybe they'll do a text or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll give you a LinkedIn, uh, a LinkedIn message. How can you turn that into something that is easily seeable by other people? And so I, I particularly like video endorsements. The fourth day, we talk about videos. How do you create a video that's so compelling that people want to watch you and that when they see you, they could see that you're credible? And on day five, we talk about just being you, right? What I love from the first time I met you and through all of our interactions, that, Marsha, you're just you, right? There's not a separate you. There's not a you that shows up at your chamber meetings that's different than the you that's sitting there blogging, that's different than the you that you and I, you and I see when we go into the green room. It's the same you. And that is not how we've been taught to do business. And, but mom and grandma taught us that that's the way we should live our lives. And so that's what the five-day challenge does. And it, it, this particular, we do this once a quarter, but for those people who join Credibility Nation, it's just bundled in, and this particular one starts on December 6th. Okie dokie. And I see that, you know, and I will certainly um, get people to, to over to that site where so that's the credibility nation but what you said before before the 5 day challenge is that you said first take the the course first and i'm on your page right now and if somebody wanted to take the course where would they see that mitchell is that on your uh, credibility nation page to take the course it's in the yeah so so the, what we do with the five-day – thank you, by the way, for asking. And you've actually pointed out something that – I'm not sure if I'd say it's cred-crud, but something that should get added to that five-day challenge. Um, in the Credibility Nation site is, the, is that 30-minute course. And when you go to the five-day challenge page, you can either pay money and join, so it's either $47 or $97 for VIP, or if you join as a Credibility Nation member, then it's just bundled in. And, and so we don't say anywhere, hey, uh, we say become a member one month and then you get access to the course. But we should also say 
and you get access to the course and the five-day challenge. So I, I think we'll have to update that page a little bit. So thank you for pointing that out. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I thank you for, for being so kind with my question because much like what you do is much like what I do. If I'm saying to you I'm on this page right now, but I don't see what you just talked about, I see where I can sign up for the five-day challenge, but you had just said prior to that, that you should really take the course first. It isn't apparent to me. I see where you have choose a plan, and but I don't see, I don't see where you can take the course. And so, um, and it's so funny. And, and I and I don't mean this with any disrespect because we know what we see, and sometimes what we see, particularly, frankly, where you're looking. Are you looking on a computer? Are you looking on a cell phone? Are you looking at a tablet? Because we all know it doesn't look the same in those places. It all can look very different. And um, I was I was trying to take notes and for my brain to listen, take notes, and do all of this. I I wanted to understand something about the um, the five day challenge, and I wasn't able to write it as quickly as I would have liked. So. Please tell me what, again, what day one consists of. Oh, in this particular case, I don't need to repeat, but I'm happy to because if you go to the five-day challenge page and scroll down, there's yes, a graphical image. Oh, where it says it's, it's, share, your mes- share your message with clarity, share your message effectively, share your message credibly. Is that what we're talking about? Because I just that's only three. No. Oh, that's interesting. No, I don't. Let's see. I'm trying to see where you are. I will talk. It is one where it's there's a there's a sign that says credibility above a door, and there's a door you walk in, and then there are five steps walking up. So it says day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. This is on the the five day challenge page of Credibility Nation. So that's where maybe I'm not because I haven't signed up there. So you can sign up there and read more about it, and I suspect that's oh, what no, I that's didn't it. click up on. Let me think. Let me think where you. Let me see where you are. are you, oh, you're probably on the main page for Credibility Nation. So I am. So let's take a look while we're while we're live. Let me sure, see. I've, absolutely. I've opened up an incognito window just to see what All it right. looks like. Terrific, and, and and you know what? What is so kind about what you're doing is that. Um, and that's exactly, Mitchell, that's exactly where it is. So what, what concerned me is, ooh, what if, I don't, what if I don't want to take the challenge, but I want to know what the challenge oh, is all about, so let me start there. And so now I can see it. In fact, that's where that cool graphic is with the door. In this five-day challenge, you will learn. You've got to, so, you've got to, you've got to click up. So it's not really – it says joint – ah, that's interesting. It says – Join us, sign up here on the – so, by the way, here's what you're doing for me. You're giving me your eyes to look yes, at sir. what I just automatically assume, right? Yes, so, and isn't so, that and, the best? Oh, my God. Oh, it's, fan, I, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Okay. Now, let me just tell you what uh, – when you're looking at trust – Mm-hmm. The fourth or the uh, the tenth skill set you need to be credible comes under the pillar of being trustworthy, and it's being coachable. 
anywhere possible. So you're now coaching me from your perspective of what you're seeing. I'm like, yep, I don't, I see it. And so just, just for those that are listening, yeah. on the webpage it says join us, sign up here, there's a link. But what if I don't want to join up here or sign up yet? I want to learn more. So exactly. it doesn't say join us, sign up here. It should say click here to, to learn, learn more. more. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Mitchell! <laughs> that's this. You know what? That's what it's all about, Alfie. That is what what we are doing together. Is what makes our conversation so credible. And the first word you talked about when we started talking nearly an hour ago was trust. I trusted you to say on air, I'm having trouble seeing this. And instead of you saying, are you kidding? I can't believe you can't see this. What you said was, hmm, let me see what you're talking about because I know what I understand it to be, but I guess I hadn't really seen it through your eyes, Marcia. And so consequently, this is a demonstration of trust. And I don't I can't think of anything better than what we just what we just did together. And what I will do and why I think that this is important for me to know this is I can hyperlink this that there are 14 days left and that people can still get involved. And, it, and, and you've got all kinds of things that people, whether you're a member or you're not a member, there's all kinds of options. There's a, there's a, there's a conversation about you, Mitchell. There's a conversation about um, Lucas, who is also part of this. And I didn't, I didn't take myself farther down your page to actually understand that. And so for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm, and, and, and as we come up to Thanksgiving right now and we recognize that we spend some time being grateful, and I know we just have a couple of minutes left, and I've so enjoyed this conversation. And like you said, we didn't get to half of these questions. I was planning on asking you, um, what are you grateful for as we go into this um, Thursday Thanksgiving food fest? Uh, you know, it... <laughs> I, well, first, I'll, I'll, you, you, you gave me the question ahead of time, so I'll say, here's a standard answer, uh, uh, friends, family, health. Um, right. Now, let me give you one based on this conversation. Yes, sir. I'm so, I'm so thankful that I, I now have articulated my purpose for the rest of my life which is to, to tip the scale between those that are credible, those that are dubious. And I, and I get to have conversations with, and, and they, they range up and down the spectrum of super crazy, sophisticated, theoretically, you know, constructs we'll talk about years from now to practically, I don't get it, Mitchell. And we just had one today, and I'm like, oh, I see some two easy changes that we need to make that we're just so um, – we basically sell into the – it wasn't quite cred crud, but pretty close. But what <laughs> we can do, you've just given us a little bit of clarity that would make it easier for the people who are not asking the question and they go away. And so I just yes. – the fact that I get to, to live and breathe and act 
the the way in which I'm sharing and want other people to do, I'm just so thankful that I now have this gift, this gift of purpose I get to practice, uh, learn, and share every day. It's it's a blessing, isn't it? And that's kind of where I started with this. I I feel the same way. I feel that I had no idea after my husband passed away nearly 13 years ago that I would find myself doing this. But what I recognize about myself and my purpose is that I am a genuine person, just like you. And I really do appreciate other people's stories. It enhances my life. So when people say to me, so Marsha, what is your podcast about? And this is something you and I should have a conversation about because I have to tell you, this is what I say. It's easier for me to tell you what my podcast is not about. I do not tackle subjects that divide us. My guests are inclusive, not exclusive. So I don't talk about things that divide us. I talk about things that unite us. Now, that's a whole lot more than three seconds. But that is typically how I respond. Now, that might be where you could then help me and educate me to say, don't tell people what you're not. They're not asking you what you're not. They just ask you what you are. And it's like, well, how do I encapsulate what I are, what, what I am, in, you know, three to five seconds? You've given me a challenge that I need to really consider. And and for that, I see that is I'm very grateful for that opportunity to, to do business with you and to figure out how I can articulate saying what I am as opposed to what I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. How about we? I'll, I'll leave you since since you and I both have to go, but I'll leave you with yes. something. Please. And that is less uh, companies and individuals looking for inclusivity. Companies and individuals looking for inclusivity. Inclusivity. That is. I just said that. How, that would be your C-pop. That's off the top. And, and, oh, and the other thing, Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, companies and individuals looking for inclusivity or companies and individuals uh, looking for the neighborhood. Okay. Something like that. That's really cool and really terrific and would i see your seat pop listed somewhere uh yes that is if you google my name and look at me on social media everywhere you will see a continual reinforcement of businesses that feel invisible perfect businesses that feel that feel invisible that's the gift. And with that, I know we've run over a few minutes, and I am just very grateful that you are, have articulated this so beautifully. I know you have to get on to an appointment, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. Just know that I consider you a very important person in my life, somebody that I can learn a lot from, and this is just the beginning of more of that. 
So to all of you listening out there, have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving, spending it with those that you love, and look forward to having you join me again next week because I will be having a show. So thanks again, Mitchell, for, for being my guest today. It's, it has been a pleasure. My, uh, absolutely. Uh, right back at you. Uh, thanks, Marcia. Thanks for having me. You're we'll, we'll talk later in the week. We, we sure will. Okay, bye for now, everybody. Bye now.